world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to everybody's favorite show, new show on the Red Pill Project, Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince. My name is Vince Taglavia, and I'm here, as always, with my wonderful co-host, Andrea Kreft. This is a little show, live Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, where 
Andrea and I go back and forth on what's happening in the world and share it with you, the Red Pill family. Thank you for joining us. Happy Memorial Day. And good morning, Andrea. How are you? Good morning. I am well. And happy Memorial Day to everybody. Uh, I hope you liked the video that we shared. Um, this is a day of remembrance for those who have fallen and those who have come before us. So we named the title of those, the show, uh, Those Remembered. Because um, that's what we need to be doing on this day is remembering those who died fighting for our freedoms. So for that, I thank them. Yes. Of course, we thank all of those who gave the ultimate sacrifice before us. It's not in vain. We're never giving up. Nope. We're going. This is why we fight. 100%. And with it being Memorial Day this morning, I happened across the freedom flag. Of course, I have mine up here, but I mean the freedom flag in relation to the letter 17. Um and wanted to share that post with everybody again because I think that it encapsulates what today is all about perfectly. So let's look at that here. All right. Uh, do you want to take the lead on this or do you want me to go ahead and read it? Um, I can. Yeah, please do. Okay. There was a time when our children stood at attention and with pride put their hand on their heart and in one united voice recited the Pledge of Allegiance. There was a time when strength and honor meant something. There was a time when standing for our flag meant something. There was a time when our history heritage was taught with pride and respect. There was a time when respect was given to those who served, bled, and died to protect and defend our freedom. There was a time when we were grateful. There was a time when our accomplishments meant something. There was a time when these United States of America, one nation under God, was united. There was a time when these United States of America, one nation under God, was united under the American flag. A flag that was carried in battle by brave patriots is a symbol of freedom and justice for all, no matter race, religion, or background. A beacon of hope when flown. A mark of respect to their memory, to those who willfully sacrificed their lives to defend. There was a time when we, the people, decided our future. There was a time when we, the people, had a voice. There was a time when we, the people, were united and strong. There was a time when the media was free from political bias and corruption. There was a time when our elected leaders stood their ground, dug in, and defended those they represented. How many men and women in uniform are currently serving on the front lines abroad only to look back in horror to see the homeland on fire? What does the word patriot mean to you? Land of the free, home of the brave. Now it is not time to be complacent. Will you answer the call? Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do the same. Or one day, we will spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it was once like in the United States where men were free. By Ronald Reagan. It, that encapsulates everything. What are we fighting for? It's time for us to remember. It's time for us to stand for those who have fallen. And it's time for us to unite under that flag. Once again, you're muted. Absolutely. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. 
Oh, of course. Um, yeah, you know, I spent some time this morning thinking about, um, like it mentioned there, the children. And I remember growing up standing at attention and saluting the flag every single day in grade school. And uh, I think it's obvious to a lot of us that that's lost um, in a lot of schools nowadays. And I, it's just absurd to me um, that we've, that we've kind of gone astray in that as a society from that as a society. And it's a real shame because I can't imagine a future like that, like you just said, when you're in reading that post where we tell people what it was like to be free. Right. I don't want my child to grow up and have children and be holding my grandbabies on my lap and have them say, grandma, what was it like when this country was free? I don't want to have to explain that to them. I don't want to have to explain to them why it no longer is or how it was lost. I don't want to do that. And so I fight today for my children and my children's my child's children and your children. And so that none of us have to experience what that would be like to have to tell our children's children, our grandchildren to what it was like living in a country where we were once free and could say what we wanted to do, say what we wanted to say and do what we wanted to do and make the choices that we want to make that's best for our lives. Yeah. Amen to that. Um, So this morning, about maybe an hour ago, Dan Scavino Jr. went out and posted a nice video for us, and we'll end on that to end remembering those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. So please enjoy this.
Yep. Wow. Right. It brings a tear to your eye, doesn't it? It does. You know, it's sad that, you know, this holiday has been so monetized and advertised that it's all about picnics and barbecue and shopping deals and stuff. And we tend to forget the importance of why we celebrate today and the fact that we're able to celebrate this holiday because freedom is never free. No. And, uh, yeah, you know, I have, I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, so everybody, thank you for joining us and celebrating today. We're going to get into the news starting out with, as always, finance. Uh, from there, we will get into a little bit of us world news as well as a couple, uh, little notes on health and then we'll get on with our days. It's Monday. I hope you guys are enjoying it. It may be a day off for a lot of you, which is awesome. Uh, enjoy that and uh, take some time to, of course, remember. And uh, so let's jump into it, Andrea. Let's do it. Of course, the markets are um, <clears throat> closed today in remembrance. Uh, so we don't have anything as far as uh, markets moving today. But some interesting stuff happened last week. Let me just open up the S&P 500 chart here to look at it with you all. If we look at, um, I don't know, like a one month or a three month chart with a one week interval, we had seven straight days. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of decline, which was historic it hasn't happened in a long time to have that many weeks rather weeks yeah. of straight decline seven weeks of straight decline and then friday we had an upswing um this is a big deal it's interesting though that it broke that trend and now it's going back up so obviously i don't think that this is the moment where everything flash crashes and burns I think that the stock market and the economy are completely decoupled and they're going to pump the market as long as they can. So I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if the market starts going up from here. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Well, they've got to get, they've got to get buyer sentiment interested again. Right. So they can't, um, when people start seeing stuff like this, they start pulling their money. They don't invest as much. They change their, um, what they're investing. And so they've got to pump the market back up to get people to invest more of their money. And then um, it'll all come crashing down. I suspect it'll all happen very quickly. Once they get ready to push the button on it, um, they're just, they're milking everybody for what they're worth. I think there's going to be signs though. We're going to see other things before the market just crashes. It's going to be a reason for it. Yeah. And it's probably going to have to do with all the debt. <laughs> and everything but... you, yeah it, well you know and they're also ramping up for another pandemic too so that would be a really great time because what happens at the beginning of 2020 when this pandemic hit the market crashed um you know so with them gearing up for another pandemic that could be the catalyst that does all of this uh it's hard to say Maybe. you know supposition at this part at this point but yeah it wouldn't surprise me Likewise. Yeah. Um, 
So it's a short week because today's a holiday. This week we do have a lot coming out, though. Nothing today, but tomorrow we have... Um, tomorrow and the rest of the week we have reports coming out and things of that nature. Uh, tomorrow we have housing. That'll be breaking, and we'll see the effects of that. Also includes... Um, other things, Wednesday, mortgage applications, manufacturing PMI, which is the S&P Global U.S. Manufacturing PMI, um, etc. Um, we also have Thursday, which uh, is all about jobs reports. And Friday, more reports as well with more PMI reports. It's underemployment rates, um, etc., etc. So... We have a lot of market movers for this week, and we will be here to follow that as we go and stand by and observe. You know, we're not professional market analyzers. We're not day traders or anything like that, but we certainly do watch this like a hawk to see what's happening. Um, yeah. Yeah. Taking so. of a basic understanding of what's going on is about what we can say, you know. Absolutely. And we, we know how to read the narrative. Oh, yeah. You know, people, you learn how to do that after a while, and you learn how to look at what the news and what it does to the markets and stuff, because it all has a, an effect on it. Yeah, it's interesting, man. I The decoupling from reality and the markets, it just surprises me, which is why I say I think the market, if I had to bet on it and I was in the market, I would be betting it's going up tomorrow, like this week. Oh, yeah. I, I would just, yep. because they're in denial and they're doing well, everything they can to keep make it go up right? and they're not going to let it go down until it's forced yeah like well and you could even see negative job report numbers and negative s p numbers right and i think you're still going to see it go up and economists all over are going what is going on and why is this happening these numbers should indicate that the market is going down and it's not so I don't. I think a lot of economists are even confused over what is happening, and see that it's manipulation. Yeah, if you're logical in this market, you're losing a lot of money. Yep, exactly. Yeah, which makes people, like you said, they're going to pump it up, and people are going to have to join them in going yep. long in order to keep their money. So it pumps yep. it even more. It's like insane. So, yeah, it is. And it's sad to watch because you know that there's going to be a lot of people out there that lose a lot of money and good, hardworking, normal Americans who are most likely going to lose all of the retirement that they've worked their whole lives for. Oh, a lot of people did. Yeah. 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 The last two years were right. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody who didn't foresee it and make adjustments. Um, anyway, let's jump into U.S. news here. Uh, actually, how about we uh, acknowledge some of our uh, wonderful Ooh. family members out there? Definitely. We've got RPG donated two ice creams. Thank you. C. Blanche gifted the can and said Godspeed. Godspeed. Um, yes. Black Jester donated one ice cream, and McDad is celebrating a one-month substreak. So congratulations on that. Nice, Thank nice. Thank you to everybody who has donated. We appreciate you supporting us and decentralized media. Um, we don't have the big budgets that Fox News and CNN have, and Thank that's you. okay. 
because I would much rather support something that is organic and um, truthful. Yep. Nobody's telling us what to say. Yep. Andrea and, and I sit, we sit together, we discuss it, and that's what we do. We don't have an email coming in from somebody saying, don't talk about this, make sure you talk about this or anything like that. It's all from the heart. Unlike we Fox don't get faxes at 4 a.m. <laughs> Thank <Right>. God. Because <laughs> <laughs> my phone or some machine went off at 4 o'clock in the morning, uh, I'd be not very happy. <laughs> I know, right? Holy yeah. smokes. Um, yeah, so thank you all so much for all of your continuous support. It means the world to us. Uh, <laughs> oh, shoot. I was going to mention something. Darn. Oh, yeah. Please hit those rumbles. Hit those plus signs over there on Rumble yeah, and Facebook. And uh, share this content with somebody. You know, Share it with your best friend. Share it with someone who you think might enjoy it. And uh, that helps us grow and keeps us going. So thank you all so much who do do that and uh, continue to do that. We appreciate it. Yes. Uh, all right. Let's look at this. It's uh, It's been a wild world. ride. Yeah. Yeah, it has. And we live in clown world. Things that don't make sense make sense, and things that make sense don't make sense. I know. This right? one, Virginia parents protest policy changes that expand discipline for students who misgender or dead name other students. Now, if a lot of you are like me, I'm like, what is dead naming? I'm like, that's just doesn't make any sense. So it's a made up word. Right. Yeah. They're all made up words. Under the proposed change, addressing a boy as he, even though he calls himself a girl, or calling or calling transgender or gender expansive people by a name other than their new chosen name Wait. would require disciplinary actions. And there therein lies what dead naming is. So gender expansive. If, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even I <sighs> I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't even want to look that word up. My brain is already broken this morning from dead naming. So if my son, whose name is Aaron, decided he wanted to be a girl, which would never happen and change his name to Alyssa, um, people could get in trouble for not calling him Alyssa. It's dumb. My son's never going to do that, though, because he's very much a boy. Um, the one thing that was really concerning about this is, so the, it says, according to the proposed changes from the Fairfax County School Board, the action of misgendering would create an environment of discrimination and remove a sense of safety for students involved in any school-related activity or event. The offense of misgendering or dead naming by one student or another is categorized as a level three offense. The outlined responses to such an offense include referral to a behavioral support group, referral for community-based services, and additional, listen to this carefully, threat assessment as indicated by their behavior. The disciplinary actions for such an offense by a student in the school district include removing a student from school activities for seven to 14 days, in-school suspension, out-of-school suspension, and possible referral to law enforcement. This, this is, is really concerning. This is going to get abused, too. Oh, yeah. If something like this passes, and, you know, Tom and I were talking this morning, and I said, you know what I think they're trying to do? is I think that with all of this, the push that we see for gun control, 
and that agenda, I think this is a lead up to it because you've got threat assessments, behavioral stuff, referrals to law enforcement. They're basically setting this up to use the Patriot Act against children. And then what happens once that becomes normalized and they expand it well, to adults? I think they're going to identify the children so they can identify their parents. And then they're going to expand the police identification to the FBI. And then they're going to do exactly what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. And it's and it's to divide the communities. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a report your neighbor kind of thing. It's, um, it's a strong arm, brown shirt type tactic. It's psychological using- warfare. And what about what about the confused people who today they're Sally, tomorrow they're Mike, the next day they're Susan, and the next day they're Tom? Sorry, Tom. Right. Like (laughs) they changed their mind and they're gender fluid. Oh, I feel feminine. I feel masculine. I'm gonna, you know, whatever. I have, I have a certain uh, genitalia, but. You know, halfway through the day, I could decide to be something else. And if you don't obey what I want to be called at that exact moment, I'm going to report you to the brown shirts. Well, and not to mention the fact that, let's face it, children are reactionary, right? Anybody who has a child knows this. You get a bunch of kids in a school together and one kid doesn't like the other kid or one girl stole somebody's boyfriend or one boy took so-and-so's chicken nuggets. And all of a sudden they're like, Hey, Tommy, give that back to me. And they're like, my name's not Tommy. It's Sandra. You just misgendered. And then all of a sudden you've got somebody who doesn't even really relate to that. Now, all of a sudden you've got a kid who's being referred to law enforcement. You have somebody who knows it's bullshit. And they're because children are reactionary. That's that's exactly what this boils down to. They're gonna use bullies are gonna use this to fuck over mm-hmm. people who are just people. They're well, gonna- I mean, look, children in general are just like that. I mean, how many parents out there have ever had their child tell them, I hate you, you're terrible. I wish you weren't my mom, or I wish you weren't my dad. My kid does it all the time. I'm like, okay. The other day, he's like, you're not my real mom. I'm like, well, your birth certificate says I am. So, <laughs> I don't really, I'm like, facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah. yeah, this is a recipe for disaster. And, you know, I applaud the parents that are standing up and protesting this. And get rid of your school board members. Or, better yet, I'm going to beat that dead broken horse homeschool your kids there it is explore homeschooling it's scarier i've heard story (laughs) after story it's more intimidating (laughs) than it actually is and success story after success story of families making it work and there's a great community out there so consider it especially now this is oh yeah it's growing huge i mean there's um, well over half a million families that homeschool and there's um, panic. veterans. There's panic in the public school systems. Yeah. Because they rely on that money and every your child is nothing more than a dollar sign to some superintendent. That's really what it boils down to. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Oh, 
Man, that makes me sick. Mm-hmm. Travel hell. More canceled flights pile up on Memorial Day weekend. 5,260 canceled flights as as of Sunday evening. Holy mackerel, that's a lot of flights. Guess why they were canceled? Oh, uh, gosh. I can't even begin to imagine. Um, fuel shortages. Bad weather. The uh, same thing. So I did some digging this morning. You know what I found? What's that? Thanksgiving. Airline cancellations, thousands of them. Christmas, airline cancellations, thousands of them. New Year's, airline cancellations, thousands of them. Spring break, airline cancellations, thousands of them. Memorial Day, cancellations, thousands of them. Do you see a pattern here? I think think I'm connecting the cancellation dots. I think what they're trying to do is I think a lot of this has to do with the green agenda that they're pushing forward with. I think they're trying to normalize people not traveling on holidays by canceling their flights. You know, my mom has a flight coming up. She's going to go visit my brother around the 4th of July. And I'm sitting here wondering now I'm like, I wonder if she's going to actually make it or if her flight's going to get canceled. It's already been changed. Wow. So I think that they're gearing up and I think we're going to start seeing every single one of these has all been weather related. Every single one weather. There was a big storm in there. There was storms happening, but there are, and we've got storms here, you know, um, there was, you know, Memorial day always tends to be fairly stormy, right? Like how many people know not to go camping on Memorial day weekend because you know, it's going to rain and storm. (laughs) We do. Um, nine times out of ten, you're going to go camping and you're going to be soaked and miserable the whole time you're camping. Yeah, but I wonder how many how many years in a row have you seen cancellations of flights due to, to this weather. extent due to bad weather? Yeah, never. Wow. Kind of interesting. Holy smokes, that is really interesting. I guess that's yeah. what we do here. We connect the dots. Nice, nice. I was connected dots this morning. I was like, this is not the first time I've seen this. And I started going through and sure enough, every single one of them hit that. Hit that and, point. and just wait until the fuel shortage really starts taking its toll. Then you're really not going to see any flights. Mm-hmm. Yep. Andrea. All right. 16 injured at New York's Barclays Center and stampede prompted by false alarm about an active shooter. Oh, my gosh. So we've got a couple of stories here, and this is what I want to hit on. So if we can go, I'm not going to really cover these stories. The next headline, man in custody after one person killed, seven injured in Oklahoma festival shooting. Next one, 10-year-old Florida boy arrested for text threatening mass shooting. We're seeing a pattern here of escalation when it comes to these false flag events. Yeah. And um, I find it very interesting because they're ramping up gun legislation, right? They want to, um, we all know that they're coming after the Second Amendment. That's just what they're doing. Yeah. And, you, and know, you know what they don't show, which I found an article the other day, probably on Friday or Saturday night. It's the person who stops an active shooter because they're trained and they have a firearm with them in public. I saw something this morning. I can't remember. I, of course, they don't put that. A TikTok one. video or something. But it says, if a guy robbed the bank and everybody is unarmed, that guy goes into the bank wearing his mask with his firearm. 
So it's everybody down on the floor. What happens? Everybody gets on the floor. He robs the bank. He gets away, right? Now, there's 80 people in that bank, and every single one of them are armed. And this guy comes into a bank wearing a mask, carrying a gun, and says, everybody down on the floor. And he's got all of a sudden, he's got 80 guns trained to him. Yeah, he better not point that gun. Who do you think is going to win? Yeah, you think he's going to point a gun at anybody? No, because at that moment, (laughs) if any of them fear for their lives, especially the ones being pointed at, it's over. Yeah, at that point, you become a pincushion. So, you know, that's what they're not telling people. They're like, oh, my gosh, this criminal has a gun. These gun control laws... So it has nothing to do with guns. This is I heard this again this morning, too. It has nothing to do with guns. It has everything to do with control. Hmm. Hitler tried it. Um, All of these other people tried it. Karl Marx, Lenin, who all? Mao. Mao, all of them. They all wanted gun control legislation because it's about control. That's why they call it gun control. It's, it's really not gun control at all. It's people control. Disgusting. Um, yeah, if everybody has a firearm, all of a sudden everybody gets really polite. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, and you have, so here's an interesting statistic. What? You look at Chicago, right? One of the cities that has the strictest gun control laws in the U.S. Look at how much crime is there. Did you know that in Maine, which is a little tiny state, um, you don't have to have even a concealed carry permit. It's constitutional carry in that state. They have the lowest gun-related crime out of any state in the U.S. Because they don't have any regulations. Or very little regulations, I should say, I guess. Uh Just goes to show you that the less regulations you have on firearms... And people being able to defend themselves, the less crime you have. But they don't want you to know that. We know. We Crazy. know. This guy, David Wiseman, posted this poll. He's like, let's prove how phony the right's ridiculous polls are by doing one of our own. Who do you trust more, Elon Musk or AOC? <laughs> 375,000 votes later, 81.2% voted for Elon Musk and 18.8% voted for AOC. And he commented, Not sure how this poll flipped, but I won't delete it. I'll take the loss. And Elon Musk, <laughs> Elon Musk commented, At first, I thought this was a parody, and then laughs. And Josh, <laughs> Josh Burnett laughed and was like, How'd that work out? <laughs> so That's hilarious. Hopefully this woke some people up. (laughs) (laughs) What a fail. I love how I love when their, their polls do that. (laughs) And this guy, um, I mean, thanks for your service. He's an army vet, former Republican, former Trump supporter and proud liberal Democrat opinion writer for occupied Democrats, Etc. And he's a wrestling fan. That's you know that could, would have told me everything. You know, I'm sorry, but how does that happen? No offense to all the wrestling fans out there. How does what happen? How do you? So he's a former Republican, former Trump supporter, which means he probably voted for Trump in 2016, right? How does that happen that you become a proud liberal in the? Yeah, or maybe he was. 
it's confusing to me. Maybe he transitioned before the last few years. Or maybe he's just flat out lying. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't put it past some people to do that. You can't believe everything you see on social media. (laughs) Right? Or maybe he's blackmailed. Yeah, it's hard to say. I don't know. What a loser. That's hilarious. It is. Loser. Biden rules out sending rocket systems that can strike into Russia to Ukraine. So he said, we are not going to send Ukraine rocket systems that can strike into Russia. Biden told reporters, this is some good news. Makes you wonder why, though. Why? Because Russia came out and said, I... They take that as an act of aggression and they will respond. Mm. So if he does that, it very well could be kinetic World War Three bombs flying, everyone getting involved. Uh, that yeah. goes for everyone else sending in weapons and stuff. So I think they're just being cautious. I'm going to be honest. It looks like Russia has the upper hand here and that they're going to get some real successes with where they're at because there's some weird stuff going on. And look. The one side says this, one side says that. Do we have more on Russia? Um, I think we do, Zelensky. Yeah, we do have a little, I think, one more article. Do you want to just go over it now? Um, No, I just want to rant for a second. Okay, and go we'll for just it. Go stay in the same order as planned. But <laughs> so there's also more happening. Um, do you remember that reporter who went missing in yes. Russia? Uh, independent journalist and he was gone for about a week and everyone I thought got, it was like 12 days or something it might have been two weeks and everybody thought he was dead yep uh well he's not he's been back for right. months now and he put a video out saying that ukraine's liars and mm-hmm. trying to spread the actual truth of what's going on and right now in the mainstream media, they're saying that there is a Russian naval blockade. They're not letting the grain shipments out in the Black Sea. Um, he came on and posted a video the last couple days, few days, saying, actually, and there's reports of this from other countries too, actually, it's from these mines, like there's decreased activity in that area from ships because there are mines put there by Ukraine in the sea that... Some of them have lost their anchors and are floating, washing up on shore. So they can't pass through that area because it's too dangerous. And that a lot of this naval blockade is actually Ukraine, if not all of it, is what this reporter is reporting. Wow. And it's not surprising, though. Yeah. So it's like polar opposite of what each side is saying. And Russia's not backing down. It looks like. a, a victory, a victory for them. Like they're going to keep the land that they have and yeah. they're going to move forward from there. It's really, it looks like a huge loss to Ukraine to me and we'll see where it yeah. goes. Hopefully it doesn't get messy, but um, it's really interesting. Do you have any thoughts on, on them? I, I do. I think that most of the news, you know, there's so much propaganda and um, it's hard to know where to get your information from, even in conservative news outlets but the one that i the ones that i really really like are those independent journalists that are actually there on the ground from other countries there was a french journalist there was a dutch journalist people that are there that are actually reporting what's happening 
and that you're getting the truth from. So there are a few, it's hard to find them, um, but they are out there. And, you know, I have a feeling that, and this kind of ties into all of this. I have a feeling that things for the deep state are kind of falling apart. Like, I think that there's, they're, they're putting up, it doesn't seem like it necessarily, but they're putting up a facade and we've got some stories that I think tie into that and show that where things seem to be kind of fracturing and falling apart. Um, They're pushing forward regardless and they're not going to give up. And like Josh always says, they're not going to give up. They're going to go scorched earth before giving up power. But if they keep using, sending their resources to places like Ukraine, which is corrupt, um, I think that's a bad move on their part, honestly. And that might be why we're seeing people like Biden say, okay, well, we're not going to do this because they already know that we're in a weakened state and that they can't defend what they've got. So I find it very interesting. There's a lot of interesting things going on in the world. For sure. Let's get into it. All right. So one of them is the World Economic Forum says, go vegan, eat seaweed, algae, and cacti to save the planet. The World Economic Forum has finished its annual conference in Davos, Switzerland, with a grim warning about the future of the planet and the threats posed by a reliance on meat protein in everyday diets. The answer Consumers urgently need to turn away from the grill, change their eating habits, and embrace vegan alternatives to meat. This includes grains and seaweed, algae, cacti, and even avocado seeds, alongside a host of other climate-beneficial foods and meat-free protein sources that will save the planet. No. What I did find interesting was, um, in here, they talk about... Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um... It talks about animals going extinct and how so many animals have already gone extinct. Oh, the WEF has previously said switching en masse to a plant-based diet is essential to protect wildlife habitats and prevent the loss of numerous species currently facing extinction. I don't eat animals that are going extinct. I'm pretty sure it's illegal to kill animals that are going extinct. This is so dumb. So it really is just mass propaganda and fake news. Exactly. Like, you know, things like sea turtles that are going extinct or bald eagles, right? Or whatever it is. You can't kill those things. So there's no way you can eat them. Come on. And who eats that stuff anyway? Cows are not going extinct. Deer and elk are not going extinct. (laughs) Silly. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. I'm not going to stop eating meat. I told Tom about this this morning. He was like, oh, maybe they should just start eating blue-green algae, (laughs) which everybody, if you know about that, it's toxic. toxic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I learned that. I've been studying water because I don't want to um, die from bad water. So I learned about the blue-green algae. Well, and you have to be careful, especially if you're the closer to the coast you are and the oceans, because that's where that blue-green algae thrives and it's a bacteria exactly. and it yeah um, it blooms it blooms a and lot of times in the spring and summer where i'm moving they have those every few years or every other year once in a while they get these algae blooms in their canals and their lakes and i'm like 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, really... and you can't even go into the ocean when, like, they'll close off beaches and stuff for that. Oh, yeah. If you get it on your skin, you'll, you could get a rash right away. If you ingest it, you could just, it's not good. And that is going to be the, one of the main ways people die in shit hit the fan situations. Yep. Uh, just let you know, water's critical. Um, one thing I don't like about that issue is, at least in this one particular neighborhood, they put chemicals. They kill it with like approved chemicals and poisons. Right. And they're like, don't go in the water or don't use the water for until we test it and it's clear. It's like, that's not good. Come on. I don't think that's the way to handle it, but what do I know? I'm just a guy on the internet. (laughs) You're more than just a guy on the internet. (laughs) Thank you, Andrea. I needed that. (laughs) Onward. This is an interesting one. It was uh, George Soros says he worked with Biden, who was very deeply involved in Ukraine. And this is what I mean when I say that you are starting to see the fracturing of the deep state. Um, So there's a video if Vince wants to, he can play it. It pretty much covers everything that I would have covered. Sure. We have a foundation in Ukraine, and it happens to be one of our best foundations. they, they refuse to leave, and they are uh, uh, leading civil society. Uh, I also want to mention that uh, there is one pers- person who was very deeply involved in Ukraine, and, and that's Biden. In fact, I got to know him uh, in the, with, with regard to Ukraine, he had a lot more patience than I had in, in uh, trying to convert Poroshenko into a democratic leader. I fed up with him and I told him so. But actually, uh, 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 Biden keep, kept on uh, uh, t- trying to uh, t- trying to convert Poroshenko into a Democrat. Thank you, George. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's flat out calling him out, you know, and basically he admits to working with Biden on this corruption in Ukraine. Sounds like... like Sounds like Soros was working with them and then Biden started working with them and maybe they had different ideas on where they're going to pull them. Yeah, I'm not sure. It was um, interesting when he was saying, and Joe Biden had more patience in dealing with them than I did. You know, it really shows the level of calculation on Biden's part um, regarding this. And I almost wonder if those who are in control of Biden or Biden himself are looking to be that ultimate power, right? Over the top of everything. Yeah. And I think that the deep state sees that this is a bad move. And so that's why I say it. You see that you between Russia and China going rogue, North Korea joining them. And now you've got Dementia Joe, right? Who wants to rule the world, who can't even, you know, probably go to the bathroom on his own. Soros doesn't look too hot, by the way, either. 
No, and he he looks really ill. Like I think that I think that they're running out of time. And I think they're pushing full steam ahead. But I think that in doing so, they're going to make a lot of mistakes along the way. So I really think that, you know, at the end of the day, not that we're not going to go through some shit, right? I think that humanity will come out stronger on the other side of this. I really feel like there's hope there in this because if you do have good guys working in the background, yeah, then all they have to do is recognize that precipice of change and strike then at their weakest point because there's going to be a weak point in there. And then the whole thing comes collapsing down. And with as many fractures and cracks as we're seeing, I think that once that domino falls, it could be very quick. Yeah. I think there is some disagreement between what everybody wants to happen. Yeah. Moving on. Arrival of over 33,000 migrants leaves Ireland struggling to find doctors. So there was a recent surge of migrants in Ireland and it left authorities in the country struggling to find doctors to treat new arrivals. Lack of capacity in the system. Uh, They said there's a lack of capacity in the system and that if there are any medics, uh, they need, they have the work for them. Uh, Very interesting. So this. Welcome to open borders and socialized healthcare. Yeah. The migrant crisis is global. And yeah. it can't be sustained. Nope. It's a part and then of you, destabilization of everywhere. It is. And then you add socialized healthcare into the mix and it creates an even worse problem. Shit. Yeah. Onward. We got another Zelensky article here. Yeah. Zelensky signals Donbass could soon fall indescribably difficult Russian onslaught. Um, So in a Saturday night speech, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky gave his most dire assessment to date of the status of Ukraine forces in the eastern Donbass region, where for over at least the last two months, Russia has concentrated its forces following the February 24th invasion of the country. Saturday marked the 95th day of the conflict. He described conditions there as indescribably difficult, and what marks a notably pessimistic shift and negative tone for the Ukrainian leader, strongly suggesting the fall of Donbass, or at least whole regions such as Luhansk, could be imminent. He identified several intense ongoing battles in place with a large Russian force presence, including Severodonetsk, Lushansk, Bagmut, and Popazna. <laughs> I love their words. <laughs> Severodonetsk, in particular, is seen a fierce up close street battles. But our defense holds on, Zelensky sought to assure the public. It's indescribably difficult there, and I am grateful to all those who withstand this onslaught of their occupiers. So, I mean, this just goes on. I think we're starting to see the change in narrative. And what I find funny is that even with us sending them $40 billion and untold amounts of military equipment, because I don't know how much has gone, went. Um, other nations around the world sending them money and military equipment that they're still not able to get a win, 
right? And that the narrative is shifting in the opposite direction. So it leads it leads me to question one: Where is that money going, and where is all of that equipment going? Because it certainly, obviously, isn't going to Ukraine, but it is going somewhere. I have a feeling the money is going into political pockets, being filtered back to the United States to a lot of those politicians, and I would suspect probably other UN nations or NATO nations. Um, the military equipment, I have a feeling that Russia's confiscating it as it comes in. And they're dest- destroying it as well. Yeah, and destroying it. So this is really stupid on our part that we're sending all of this stuff, the, the military equipment over there, it's knowing a- full well that we're going to lose it. It's a failed prospect. Yeah. Other countries are learning that the hard way. Um so this is something that somebody wrote out of Sweden. They said in Sweden, we have a new department called the Swedish psychological defense agency. And its purpose is to fight against disinformation. They are oh. currently doing a campaign to educate people not to be fooled by memes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're not allowed to laugh. Look for yourselves. Humor that could hurt. Oh, geez. Humor and satire can be used to spread false and deceptive information and try to criticize or ridicule a person or opinion. Memes are one example of this. Oh, my God. So, does this look familiar? Yes. Uh, It goes on and explaining what's going on and reviews what they actually published from the Psychological Defense Agency, which is actually a psychological offense agency where they're attacking the psyches of people, trying to keep them brainwashed and protect them against the truth because they don't want them to be free and the truth yep. will set you free. Uh, you get a ministry of truth and you get a ministry of truth and you get a ministry of truth and uh, everybody gets a ministry of truth. Thank you, uh, Fringe Dweller, for the cookie and the message, <laughs> dark to light. Dark to light indeed. So this this is the same thing we have in the U.S., the... Uh, Unbelievable. Oh, did you see that this plane went missing the other day in Nepal? I did. I don't know much about it. I haven't had a chance to dig into it because I've been pretty busy this weekend. It turned up and everybody had, uh, everybody on board was killed. All 22 people. Makes you wonder who was on that plane. Yep. Waiting for more information. But um, it went missing on May 29th. And they reported this later on May 29th. So they found it right away. Uh, well, not. I don't know how long it took, but May 29th at 1 a.m. So right as, and then, yeah, it took like half a day. Yeah. But I just thought it was interesting. We'll see if we can get more information on that as it comes out, as far as who was on there and what happened with the crash. Yeah, definitely. So with Ukraine being a failed uh, prospect, Andrea, this kind of fits perfect, huh? Oh, yeah. Having shipped artillery shells to Ukraine, Canada asked South Korea for more. Well, that's just smart. Let's send all of our ammunition to another country and then beg another country to send us some. Yeah, this doesn't make sense. This isn't logical. It's almost like they were forced to give it away. I think a lot of it is. I think these countries, I think a lot of these countries, honestly, are doing things under duress. And I would even say that um, some, uh, I I don't know, I think maybe even the U.S. 
is doing a lot of this under duress. Um, because what country is willingly going to put themselves in a position where they're vulnerable, right? It's not logical. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. So I think that whoever is the, the heads of the Hydra is forcing things that countries don't want to do. Because like I said, they're pushing forward with their agenda, regardless of what the outcome is. Um, I think this, they've gotten to a point where this is their do or die moment. And then they're either going to, they're going to go all in and it's either going to cost them everything or reward them with everything. They know that they can't, I don't think that they can stop it at this point because too many people are waking up. Yeah. Uh, Serbia secures new long-term gas deal with Russia. This is just strengthening Russia's economy even further with the very strong ruble uh, still continuing its journey. Interesting how that works. Yep, this was an interesting thing happening in Turkey. You want to go ahead and take it away? Sure. The Turkish police cracked down on mafia in nationwide operations police launched two separate operations against organized crime in the early hours of thursday um may 26th uh well this was published may 26th with arrest warrants issued for dozens of suspects full details are all here it's a lot of weapons confiscated a lot of arrests made um in the past six years, security forces has ended the activities of 358 criminal criminal gangs, including 30 operating nationwide through continuous operations. So it's just interesting to see this clench or this uh, attack yeah. on organized crime. Well, and I think you're seeing more countries also stand up to some of this stuff, too. So um, I, I think this is more fracturing of the deep state. I think you're starting to see people stand up and wake up and realize that, hey, you know, we need to maybe rethink this. (laughs) Yeah, let's jump into health, and then we'll wrap it up for the day and continue our our Mondays, Mondays. CDC raises travel alert to level two for monkeypox. Here we go. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention raised the travel alert for monkeypox. Monkeypox outbreak that has resulted in hundreds of cases in more than 20 countries prompted the CDC to move its travel advisory from level one to two. Level two alert advises people to practice enhanced precautions, such as avoiding sick people, including those with lesions. The CDC advised travelers to avoid contact with dead or live wild animals, including monkeys and rodents. Travelers should also avoid eating bush meat or wild game. Imagine that they're, you know, don't eat wild meat as they're pushing all of this other, you know, food shortages and um, Green New Deal agenda and all of this. So it says the highest alert is level three, which advises people to avoid non-essential travel. But, you know, I was curious. I know that occasionally people will go on vacation and they'll get sick and they have to travel home, right? I had a doctor yell at me for that one time. Um, But most people, if they have something like monkeypox, do you really even think they're going to get past airport security to even get on a plane, like to be in this situation? They always. 
I can tell you this. They they ask you when you're going through checks if you're sick and all that. They don't let you through if you are. Right. No, they don't. I, I, I know somebody very close to me who was stuck in the Philippines for having pink eye. They're like, you need to come with us and we're going to check this. And they're like, oh, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> this monkeypox thing is strange. Yeah. Who knows? It's kind of like the Ukraine thing. What's real? What's not? Yeah. It's probably bioweapon conspiracy. Yeah. Who knows? And I think our last article sums up nicely why we're seeing monkeypox outbreak. Oh. You can go ahead and take it away, Vince. Biden crime family to reap massive profits from monkeypox vaccines. There we go. <laughs> As you might expect, at the current the current White House occupants is about to rake in buttloads of cash from the monkeypox vaccines, in quotes, as uh, that are currently under development. The Penn Biden Center, a globalist think tank at the University of Pennsylvania Hospital, is is receiving a flood of cash. We know now, we now know to create the next wave of pandemic injections at warp speed. And as the name suggests, the Penn Biden Center is directly tied to Biden crime, to the Biden Biden crime family. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Um, And it says that Patrick Howley told Owen Schroyer during a recent live transmission of war room that pharmaceutical industrial complex is greasing the skid for the Biden crime family to profit heavily from the monkey monkey pox false flag event that is now unfolding. Yep. Holy crap. Of course, leave it up to the uh, Biden crime family to mm-hmm. take advantage of what they set up. Uh, oh yeah. They've um, they're also going to profit a lot more off of the COVID stuff too, because this is, I think that they're getting ready to roll out. Uh, there's some countries that are already rolling out a fifth dose. So this will be the third third booster shot. You know, I think we're going to start to see that here in the U.S. too pretty soon. We already know that the Biden administration bought 13 million doses of monkeypox vaccine. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of vac- fake vaccines. So just crazy. Don't take any of them. No, Just, get know. a smart doctor and follow their advice. Um, if there's such a thing as smart doctors. There's good ones out there. Out there. <laughs> there's I good ones out there. Of them. The ones out here are like, it's all in your head. The mRNA is good for you. And I'm like, all right, I need a new doctor. Um, Great. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't know why I said I, but that's all we have for today, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to honor those who gave the ultimate sacrifice today and actually uh, every day. But today is dedicated just for that, of course, as being Memorial Day. So, um, Andrea, do you have any final words for the wonderful Red Pill family? I would just say enjoy your day off if you've got one. And um, we will see you back here tomorrow. Yep, same bat place, same bat time. Uh, also, tune in tonight, 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time for The Daily Dose with Joshua Reed. You can also tune in uh, this afternoon to The Dark Delight Show, which is live every 
day, Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on WOS, WYSL 1040 Radio. You can except find for them, today. Except for today. Oh, it's not today. I forgot. Thank you, Andrea. Um, but you can find all of those episodes on where we wherever you get podcasts, Red Pill Project, as well as WYSL1040.com. Uh, we'll see you guys tonight. Enjoy your days. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, take care. God bless. Bye, guys. <laughs>